Today's episode is sponsored by Bush Bomb. I'm so excited for you guys to know this. I too, just like Mariah, have my own bundle on the Bush Bomb Pro site called Breeze Fave. It is also $400. And just like Mariah's, you're getting a good deal. And mine's going to sell too. So you can get six nude oils, six nude scrubs, six Bermuda oils, and six Bermuda scrubs, and then both of the body washes, six of them each. These are the best sellers at my salon. I already have a review. <laughs> and she said it's doing great in hers too. Get yours today at pros.bushbomb.com. What is up, you guys? You are listening to the Waxing Leos podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Mariah. And I'm Bree. Welcome again to season two, bitches. We're happy that you're here and we are so excited because today we have another special guest and she is here in the flesh right in front of me. Her name is Lindsay. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> How are you? How you doing? I'm good. I'm hopped up on a lethal amount of cold brew. We love it. We've been uh, caffeinating all day today. So you guys are probably like, well, who the fuck is Lindsay? And so little backstory is that I met Lindsay when I was by myself um, in my little solo suite. She came to me and it's funny because we found out we actually like kind of have been around each other for a while because she did ICC. Do you know what ICC is, Brie? Mm-hmm. So me and her were both in ICC, which is Indianapolis Children's Choir, mm-hmm. if you were wondering. Um, and we were both in like the same play that they had on because I was wearing like one of the shirts that I had, which is still miraculously. The trio of fucking minuet, babes. Period. We were pr- basically famous. Um, and so, yeah, I started waxing her and then eventually we convinced her to do a Brazilian and she hated me. Still kind of does a little bit, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's yeah, <laughs> it's it's history ever since. Um, so how did you find Mariah? Yeah, so that takes us back to May of 2020. Yeah. I just wanna I don't I don't COVID. want exactly Post I don't COVID. I don't wanna like bring us back there, but I'm gonna for a second. <laughs> but so picture it. It's May of 2020. You've been like stuck in your goddamn house for like yep. almost three months and your eyebrows are <laughs> rough. Yeah, it's your girl's not, I mean, I'm sure probably it looked fine and no one cared, but you are yeah, like, yeah. you feel like someone. And so I posted on my Facebook and I'm like, cause like everything in Marion County was still closed. Cause you know, oh, unless yeah, that's it, right. Yeah. And like, I, you know, you take the virus seriously, that's fine. But I was like, your girl needs an eyebrow wax so bad. Mm-hmm. Like who do, like, what do I got to do? And so yeah. I post on my Facebook, like, where can I get my eyebrows done? Like I'm dying. I will pay anything. And a friend of mine was like, Oh, the Relax and Wax Spa, it's in Brownsburg. Oh, my God. And I was like, cool, bet. And I'm there. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. So based off of referral. Okay, word of mouth. Referral. And I show up, and Mariah's, like, super cool and we're all masked up and we're all safe and stuff. And, um, yeah, I just, I really liked her vibe. And then the reason why I got a Brazilian with her was because previously, uh, to be honest, I was, like, very anti-Brazilian. She was so anti-bro. And Why? Like, like, what do you mean? Well, because, and I feel you on this, because you sh- if you are getting waxed, we've said it, like, it should be for yourself at the end of the day, mm-hmm. like, not for a man or a partner Agreed. or whatever. But, yeah, you know, like, she was just, it's like, fuck the patriarchy. Why do I gotta, like, get rid of my body hair? Oh, you know so what you, I mean? So you were rocking a bush. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, and also, okay. I, I was, too. I was bush Bree forever. <laughs> I was banging dudes with a bush. I didn't care. Oh, because guys don't give a fuck. No. Like, really. They want the they whole don't. 
keep. I mean, keep. Uh, they. I'm sure they appreciate a little trimming here and there. Don't I guess. It, but even I do. Like when I would have my period and stuff, I don't want it like clumping together. Exactly. Oh my God. It's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. so anyway, yeah. I was so, totally. I was the same way. I was cool. like, fuck the patriarchy, rocking the body hair. I couldn't do pit hair though for myself. No, no, no. But I could rock a bush. For sure. I, I feel you. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not alone in that. And also, yeah. I had worked with midwives before who were very much like, because I would always say like, do you have to shave it or wax yeah. it? And they're just like, no, it's best to just leave it alone for your health. And I'm like, cool, like say less. I'm Even good. Better. I'm not, yep. not going to fuck with it. Um, and also, yeah, it was sort of like a, because I, I, you know, you always hear like shitty guys be like, I eat it unless it's clean. I oh. like my pussy shaved, ladies. Like shave your own goddamn pussy, Brandon. Like yeah, oh, right. shut when up. And they're rocking a bush they could braid. Oh, yeah. Right. And so it was sort of like, I didn't want to. And then I also like resented the idea of like, well, you have to, otherwise you're gross. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, fuck that. So, but, so I had a surgery scheduled. I had a tummy tuck scheduled for July of 2020. And my surgeon a month out was like, oh, you have to show up day of surgery, like either freshly waxed or freshly shaved. And I'm like, uh, I don't even shave it. So I don't want to like show up to surgery all like razor burned and like gross. I'm just like, uh -uh." (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, so I'm like, listen, if anyone, if I'm going to trust anyone with a Brazilian, it's Mariah. Period. Because I know I'm a little baby and Mariah can attest. Poor Mariah. Like, that's why I just tip her so much every time I see her because I'm just like, I'm so sorry you have to put up with me. (laughs) But we didn't even actually do a Brazilian. We did bikini frontal for a really long time. Oh, so you just didn't do the butt? Yeah. The butt's scary. She's it's okay. And it's so the I know. It's funny though, because then when we brought Lindsay on and stuff, like you know, she kind of went to see Lindsay for a while yeah. just because you know how sometimes my schedule gets right. filled. Whatever. You. And so she saw Lindsay. So I finally see her again not too long ago, a couple months ago. And I was like, we're doing a Brazilian. And she like we just she did took it like a champ and I was like so I was so proud of her because I was like wow look at how far we've come I know I don't even use numbing cream or anything no she used to use <laughs> numbing cream the uh what was it called I totally forget what it's called the enum whatever from no, Amazon relax and wax used to make a numbing cream oh. no scream cream yes yes now, I will say, did you feel like it worked? Because I don't think so. No, it really doesn't. I will just say that. It does, but, like, when you're getting waxed, it pulls from, you know, the deeper layers of the skin that aren't numb, so it still Right, what the hell? Hurts. It doesn't. And, yeah, it's it's more of, like, it's like a placebo effect. But definitely. So, yeah, that's how I met you, and now I'm, like, ride or die. I like, love it. Because I've had other friends who are like, oh, yeah, I'm training to be an esthetician, and, you know, you can come in and get, like, a free Brazilian. I'm like, fuck no. No one. <laughs> I don't trust anyone with this unless it's one of the Rebel Waxing Co. ladies. Like, Were you nervous when Lindsay waxed you for the first time and it wasn't me? A little bit, but the Emily had waxed me before. Okay. I think it was you, then it was Emily, okay. then it was Lindsay. And now I've I've gotten waxed by everybody at Rebel mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. But I trust, I mean, Mariah, like, you're not going to bring someone that's not cool. No, I would never do that. That's trust. Okay, so, Lindsay, um, you know, when I met you, you were working kind of like a corporate work-from-home job, right? Yep. Um, And so, recently, I won't even say recently, has it been this whole last year or before this last year? Been about 18 months. They've been on your own? Mm -hmm. Holy shit, time flies. So kind of like what I always ask my guests is kind of like, you know, give us a brief synopsis of like where you were and where you got to, you know, your business now and kind of let the listeners know what you're doing. Yeah, well, well, a little fast or fast forward or spoiler alert, (laughs) I can say. So right now I am a full time 
virtual exercise and nutrition coach. So I coach clients all around the world to, if they, you know, have nutrition goals, some of them it's to gain muscle. Sometimes it's to feel better. Sometimes it's to lose weight. It really depends, but I help coach them with their nutrition and work on balanced eating to make them feel better. And sometimes weight loss is a part of that. Sometimes it's not. Um, And then also training people virtually through an app. Um, I build custom workout programs. That's what I was doing this morning before I showed up here. I was writing workouts for people. Um, So yeah, I build workouts based on, you know, what equipment do you have access to? What goals are you working on? What do you need to work on, you know, to feel like a badass, um, you know, to, you know, make you stronger in your activities of daily living? Or yeah, it's, I mean, my... My clients, their goals are all over the place from like, I just want to feel better Mm -hmm. to I have a client right now that just started that her goal is to feel like an 80s action star. Okay, I love that. She's like, she's like, you know, those action stars and like, they're like hanging off the side of a building and they have to like pull themselves up. You know, she's like, I want to be strong enough to do that. And I'm like, oh, you mean like John McClane and like, (laughs) you know, what is it? Jason Bourne shit. Uh, yeah, what's that movie? Oh my gosh, the movie that Die Hard. There oh, you go. Oh, fucking Die like, Hard. Yeah, John McClane on Die Hard, yeah. like falling off the side of a building and like climb, fighting his <laughs> way up. Like, I'm like, bet, fucking bet, we can do that. Yes. Let's do that. So, so that's what I do full time. Um, but yeah, I got started because I sort of went through my own, you know, health and fitness journey where I kind of found myself after I had my third baby because I have three kids. Oof. I'm tired all Oof. the time. Yeah. Which is why I joke that, like, my form of self-care is, like, you know, getting Brazilians, like, getting hot wax poured all over my labia and getting I my mean, hair ripped out. We got to do what we got to do. Babe, but I get to lay down, and I don't have to take care of anyone. Yeah. So it's We self-care. take care of you, you know? Exactly. <laughs> we, be, we we mom you. I always joke that, like, our clients are, like, our children, even though I don't have children, you know what I mean? But I'm, like, you know, we're, like, you can do this. You did a great job. And then at the end, you know, we'd be like, good job, sweetie. We'll see you again in four weeks. Like, here's a treat. Here's Have a, a good little day. Tree. Here's a little lollipop. Yes. Um, so, but anyway, I found myself, like, I just had a lot of extra body fat and, um, which is by, you know, inherently extra body fat isn't unhealthy, but like, I just didn't feel good. Like my energy levels were in, you know, just lowest it had ever been. I just felt like shit. I started getting back spasms because I was just so weak and I had all this extra weight that I was was carrying and it's just it was just not a good time. So I finally got mad enough at myself that I was like, man, like, you know, I got I gotta fucking do something. So I started um, you know, sort of a nutrition journey. Like I lost like 72 pounds. I started working out, started strength training, and just got to a point where I just felt so much better. And I realized that you know, it was so much harder for me because I didn't see a lot of people in the fitness industry who who were like me. And I kind of felt like that was bullshit. And I felt like a lot of the culture around like nutrition and fitness isn't like. So uh, when you say that you don't feel like they were like you, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Be more specific on that. There you go. Well, yeah. So I felt like there were a lot of issues that were specific to women, especially in fitness and strength training Mm -hmm. that just weren't being addressed. Um, You know, the whole like, yeah, no excuses, no pain, no gain. And it's like. Brie used to be married to a bodybuilder. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, bodybuilding is like a whole other. Yeah. And I, but because of that, I became friends with a lot of personal trainers and like people around that culture. And then like even my, I myself lost a lot of weight. And then I, you know, of course, from, because when you're around it, it's, it's weird when you're around that culture. And I know you probably have experienced it just from being in the gym. 
um, especially in becoming a trainer and all that and a coach. But you either, it's like you either go one or two ways. Like say you once you finally reach your goal, then you either like push harder or then you get like really anxious all the time and then you become you have like almost like a binge eating disorder type mm. deal and then you gain all your weight back and then some so me being around that culture i lost a shit ton of weight because i was hanging out working you know instead of going out friday nights we went to the gym mm. so it's like that changed um and then i ended up like being around that constantly and then i would binge eat instead because i was like oh god like you know, I'm just going to starve myself all week and then I'll binge eat. So that's kind of where I became. And then I ended up gaining a ton of weight, kind of dropped out of that little friend group circle because I was like, I don't really fit in. But what's crazy is I always thought a lot of people in that industry, just because of how you look at them, they'd be all assholes and they they would make, like I in my head, I'm like, I can't go work out there because I've gained, you know, 20 pounds or whatever. Right. Because then they're going to be like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. But that's never what I experienced from these mm. people, which is so crazy. But when I go online, I like, I'm especially on TikTok, but they normally get drugged through the mud for yeah. being like this. But there will be dudes on there that'll <sighs> talk shit or whatever. And then Drew Afualo or whatever her name yeah. is will like rip their assholes apart. But yeah, so it's crazy because I never got to experience gym toxicity really, which Good. I'm very grateful for. I did. Yeah. I I mean, I have before, but not in my, like, friend group of people I expected it from, I guess. I expected the bodybuilders to be more extreme. Really, they're just extremely insecure about themselves, honestly, is what it comes down to. They're more worried about how they look than, like, another person. But once I switched from some of my friends ended up buying at a gym, they bought an entire gym, like, uh, chain or whatever. I That culture because of what was already there it just like enhanced it when more bodybuilders came to it that was toxic as fuck oh no oh i would walk through that and that's where my salon was <gasps> my salon i moved my salon into that gym and i would walk through the gym and people would just give you like they would look at me like i'm a piece of fucking shit they'd look at my clients like they're pieces of shit because mm -mm. i had a lot of plus size clients mm -mm. and i mean Thankfully, I didn't lose any clients because of it, but I'm sure I didn't gain some clients because of it um, yeah. from being inside of a bodybuilding gym, um, which when we moved, that was like the best thing ever. But I, so there's a girl that's a trainer. She reminds me a lot of you that was at that gym and she ended up leaving because she kind of felt the same way. She was like, I just feel like I don't really, that's why I was wondering what you meant specifically by not fitting in. Because mm -hmm. she'd always say, she's like, I just don't fit in here. Like, I'm, I'm just so much different than like the traditional trainer or coach. And what's funny is I ended up having a client go to her because I thought that she meant that. You know what I mean? And she like fat shamed the fuck out <gasps> of my client. Yeah. Wow. Give me this bitch's name, address. I will throw <laughs> hands. I was so pissed. Well, and what it was is so my client, uh, slash friend, I'll say, she went to this trainer because she was like, I have a really bad relationship with food. Yeah. Because of like something really like bad that happened to her. Like she was literally supposed to get married and then that guy up and left her. Like a, the week before mm -hmm. and like Trash. moved to another country. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> Damn. So yeah, so she ended up getting a lot of weight. Anyway, so she was like, she came to me and she was like bawling. I was like, what's wrong? She was like, oh, well, I just told the trainer like, hey, I didn't have time to meal prep this morning or whatever, so I ended up getting Chipotle, and here's what I got. 
And then, okay. and then the trainer was like, I don't even want you as a client. She's like, if you can't follow my instructions, blah, blah. And I'm like, bitch, she wow. made up. She first off, and I was like, I'm proud of you because I was like, you could have went through McDonald's instead. Yeah. You picked a healthier option with the time that you were given, with the circumstances that were given. So I feel like when I am talking, just from listening to you, I feel like I'm getting those vibes from you that you're like a go with the flow type of coach. Like, oh, yeah. cause it's life. It is like you're yeah. still supposed to live. I don't know how the fuck people can be on such a regimen 24 8 and like with meal prepping and shit. It's impossible. You can't, they don't even do that. No. The people that no. preach that, like, no. And that's what, that's where I saw, like, cause I, what I've heard is like listening to you mm-hmm. and, and Mariah talk about why you created your salons, yeah. you know, cause you saw like, saw the need. You saw the need and you're like, well, this is the kind of experience that I want and I need in a, in a salon. And so I want to create that experience for other people. It was the same with me. And honestly, Brie, you are right on the money. It's that mm-hmm. bullshit. It's that all or nothing. It's either you're going fucking 110% mm-hmm. or you're a piece of shit. And it's yep. like, no, we literally all live. Like, we live in reality. Yeah. Okay? Like, like, whenever I come by those, like, <laughs> reels on Instagram, there was, like, it's, like, some motivational dude in the background, like, get up. It's not <laughs> it. It's not it. What are you doing in bed? Da, da, da. And I'm, like, bitch, I'm scrolling through TikTok. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Because if you really want to help people, then yeah, you're going to— helpful? Yeah, you're going to meet them where they are and find— and figure out, you know, how to help them become— the best version of themselves, whatever that yeah. looks like for them. And some people are going to come to you and be like, yeah, I want to be a fucking bodybuilder mm-hmm. and I want to like, you know, look like a fucking bikini supermodel. Yeah. I honestly have never had anyone hire me with that goal, but that's cool. <laughs> right. I mean, no shame. But it's like, if might, that's, yeah, 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 that I mean, might not be your like, if demographic. That's, <laughs> like, I don't shame any fitness goals. Like, if that's what you want to do, whatever. Because there are some people that their goal is like, I just want to feel good. And there's some people that like, I want to deadlift 600 pounds. Cool, whatever, bro. Like, do what you want. Right. But, you know... But you're right, like perpetuating that myth of like go hard or go home and no excuses when it's like, no, it's more about like doing what you can when you can. And just like what you said with your friends. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like because most people they think, okay, well, if I want to like feel better and feel healthier and whatnot, then I have to like go in my kitchen. I got to throw everything away. Yeah. It's so dramatic. And I got to go to Whole Foods and buy a bunch of fucking kale and carrots. And and then I got to go to the gym two hours a day, seven days a week. And like, that's how I'm healthy. And I'm like, dude, like no one fucking does that. So yeah. you're you're more, I would say you're more of a lifestyle coach. Yeah. Yeah. So like when I watch, you know, you grow your content, for example, which I think you do a great job at. Oh, thank you. And like when I watch her content as a plus size person, I never feel ashamed of myself. I feel like, okay, like she actually gave me a good tip, you know, like... Mm-hmm everything in moderation or, you know, it's okay to like eat this, you know, a lot of my stuff, which I have had happen to me at a gym where I got a trainer and he was a man and he did make me in fact cry (laughs) during our session. This was a a while ago. Um, but he like wanted me to run and listen, I don't know what it is. It's not that I can't run, but whenever I run, I feel so emotional. And I don't know why. No. It makes me want to cry. Like, I, I can, don't know what that I am is. verbatim the exact same fucking why? way. Like, I don't know why. And it's not based off embarrassment or anything. No. But I was like that even, like, in middle school. And I did yes. track. Yeah. But I every time I I'd be like, oh, people are going to look at me. Blah, blah. Yeah. And so that's why I don't run. I do Stairmaster. Which yeah. is, like, the Stairs hardest of the, all yeah. of them. But I'm like, I'm doing the fucking stair. I'll kill myself on the Stairmaster instead of the treadmill. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and so he wanted me to run. And I was like, listen 
and like I don't want to run and he was just being such an asshole about it and so you know I never went back and um god I don't blame you but yeah you know Lindsay's content is very much like here's realistic reality realistic Mm -hmm. things like and all you can do is give people the tools and they do what they want with them right um and then you know your journey of your personal fitness journey of losing the weight and you know that that's never easy losing that much weight is you know like it's hard it's hard work but the fitness online tiktok world and like instagram world it's just it's not it it's not it so that's an be- the beauty side of that is kind of the same way. Yeah. It it does correlate a lot. Yeah. Um, it's just, I think it's just toxic people, regardless of what they do for a living. I think it's like toxicity is still going to find a way on a social media platform. And for some reason, it normally has a large voice. <laughs> I don't know why. But, and I think it's like little, I mean, I'm not saying like we're not important. We clearly are. All, yeah. Like even, you know, all three of us. But I'm going to say little as in, like, the scale of us compared to 9 million, you know, users online. Little people like us still, like, matter. That's why I think pushing the content of, like, inclusivity and stuff of, or even just, like, showing us, you know, we're real people, whatever. Um, I think that's so important just so someone can see and be like, oh, you know, I actually relate to that. Yeah. Because, like, that was, I think, like, when I look at your TikTok... Say if even if the video is not going viral, I'll creep on comments. And uh, why not? I'm like, what's what's Mo getting commented on? Um, but I'll look at it. And if you read your comments, if you go and read most comments, most of them are like, I would feel safe with you waxing me. You remind me of me. I would feel safe. Or um, I can relate to this because of I look like you or whatever. I think representation is so fucking important. Yeah. And so, like, you being able to lose all that weight and being a mom and, like, shit like that, like, that's going to be able, people are going to relate to that more than the 18-year-old cheerleader who has been really thin her entire life and has never had to, like, do much. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, there's, she's still important, too. You know, there's a still certain clientele for her, but it's going to be a lot harder for people to relate because that's not reality. perfection your entire life that's not real that's luck like like you got lucky you got the genetic lottery Mm -hmm. most of the time or you had really wealthy parents who had you in all these sports yeah 100% and I don't think people realize that like we were talking about it earlier how much politics really play into like even just the fitness industry like or like the health industry politics and like the class system plays such a large part in it because like, if you look at somebody who's really wealthy, who's grown up super wealthy, most of the time they're normally thin. They've always been thin. Da, da, da. And it's not because, like, you know, they... Well, n- not n- Most of the time. Yeah. And, I mean, it's such a male-dominated industry. Yeah. Am I right? Yes. Or yeah. am I wrong? So, most of the time, yeah. like, I think if you look at it, like... You know, they their parents say they were wealthy enough where they could buy good food or they could go have or they had a chef or whatever, you know, and or the mom didn't have to work so she could cook the kids' meals and it wasn't just PB like and the J's. fucking Kardashians when Kendall's trying to chop up that cucumber. Oh. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> but like she's for like, real. no, do you want me to get the chef to cut it chef? for you? And she's like, No, I'm fine. And literally she's like, like trying to cut it. it and it's but just that's like, like damn. that it's so crazy. Like I think about when I was a kid, because I was fat growing up. Granted, like, my, I mean, my genetic code is not, I'm not meant to be super fucking thin, but I was super chunky growing up, 
And I think back and it's like, you know, both my parents worked like 80 hours a week, whatever. And so, yeah, I didn't eat the healthiest because of what, like the cards I was dealt. But then I'd have really, really thin friends and it's not necessarily like their genetics, but it's like they were really wealthy. So their mom got to stay home because their dad's one job could afford everything or whatever. And so it's like they would have these like gourmet fucking meals at lunch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, bitch, I'm here I am eating the fucking, the breakfast pizza, which was buzzing. Oh yeah, so, yeah. That <laughs> breakfast 90s pizza and shit, dude. Two thousand school Hell pizza, two yeah, percent milk. Ten, ten out of ten. But yeah, so it's like I. It's so crazy if you really like think back into like all that stuff. You really see, like you just because when you're a kid, you're just like whatever. Like you don't yeah. think of it like that. And then as you get older, you're like, oh my god, I didn't realize like how much like politics, the patriarchy, and everything kind of like plays into. Well, it. and I think Lindsay does a great job. Like her TikToks are hilarious. It's kind of like breaking down the gym bro like oh yeah like, like but really though you, I feel safe I would feel safe with her at the gym because I feel like she has my back and yeah she's not gonna push me past any like like you're very understanding of boundaries which is so important and you know rare I think because in the gym world, it, it is you're like supposed to be pushing you the have boundaries. to do this many reps, this many yeah. sets. If this you're many comfortable, this. you're not making progress. Yeah. Yeah. You, have, you have to get you have to get uh um what is it? To get comfortable, you have to get uncomfortable. Yeah. Which is true, but just being in the gym for a person like me is uncomfortable. Bro, but pulling then, into the yeah. parking lot. There's not so many times where I'll pull in the parking lot and I'll not see, I'll, knock I'll see how packed it is, and I'm like, shit, I'm gonna sit yeah, here for that. like <laughs> I'm gonna sit here for like 30 minutes so my friends see the location of my phone. Yeah, and they're like, "Yeah, that bitch is at the gym. Good for her." And then I fucking dip, yeah, <laughs> thousand percent. Yeah, but that's me still doing mm-hmm. something. Like I still went. Yeah, but this is where you know, because I hear you and and Mariah talk all the time about you know mentoring new people coming into this industry. Mm-hmm. That it's a very like it's a relationship based service. You know, oh, some people percent. like some people might think, "Oh, you're a trainer. You just fucking like tell people to like lift weights and shit." And I'm like, it is so much <laughs> deeper than that. Yeah, like everyone uh, is motivated by different things. Everybody has different goals, and yeah. that's yeah. I'm sorry that that trainer made you run. Here's the thing, like fitness and nutrition, it's not like one. It's not one size fits all. To yeah. Choose your own adventure. Yeah, and just like how your salon services is like some all people custom. want Brazilian, some people don't. Some yeah. people. You know, and some you're, people want a triangle in a lady strip. Some don't. <laughs> yeah. Somebody want their. Some people want their bush shaped like a Christmas tree. That's wow. not their business. Hello, for real. You know, like we charge extra for shapes. Yeah, <laughs> bro, uh, low key. It's hard to do <laughs> shapes. Take, yeah, when I did that heart, that took me thirty it takes minutes. Takes forever. Oh my gosh. So, but yeah, so it's something that, and so when I decided I wanted to become a trainer and a coach and I wanted to help people have an easier time of like finding their strongest self than I did. You know, some people told me I was fucking crazy. They were like, no one gives a shit about feminism in, you know, the fitness and nutrition space. No one gives a shit about women's issues. It's all just like it's black and white. It's cut and dry. And I'm like, no, it's not. Like, and yeah, like that whole and the whole idea that as a trainer, you're supposed to be like, you're almost like their parent. Like this Mm. is like a dictatorship. And I'm like, fuck no, this is like a friendship. This is a relationship. Because it's, you're right. Like that trainer that you had, Mariah, probably was like, I know what this bitch needs. Yeah, and I she know. She needs to fucking run her and like, <laughs> Clearly, she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. So, like, fuck what she wants. I'm going to, I have my goals for her. Where it's like, no. Like, yeah. if you don't want to fucking run, you don't have to run. Like, I'm very, like, science and evidence-based. And the science and evidence says, like. You can actually walk. Walking is just climb, And it's I would have been so much happier doing that. So, yeah, it's meeting yeah. people where they are and 
God forbid, fucking listening to them. Also, I feel like your job as a coach or trainer or anything of that nature is not to make goals for your clients, but to help your clients achieve their own goals. Sure. Exactly. So, like, why are you going out of, like, the homie who's like, she, I'm going to make this bitch run a 5K by the end of the month. No. Like, <laughs> like that's what? not what she wanted. Like, that's not what she no. fucking wants. No. She just wants to be healthier. Like, and there's, and that's what's so great, just, like, with, like, math. I've always said fitness is, like, math. Like, there's 30 different fucking ways you can get to that point. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're, there's point A and point B, we're trying to get point B, there's 30 different fucking ways yeah. to do that equation. You don't have to fucking run. Yeah. So switching gears, uh, Lindsay, I do want to ask you now that you've like been doing this for a while and just in for business in general, like what do you feel is your hardest struggle? Do you feel like it's hard for you to get new clients? Because you started from, from zero, right? So mm -hmm. like we get asked, how do we bring mm -hmm. new clients in? And how are yeah. you maintaining clients because I feel like even beyond waxing and serve you know facials Everything like fitness down. clients is is you have to like always keep them motivated like how mm -hmm. are you retaining them do you have any uh, advice yeah that's a really good question so because yeah I get asked by listen this is my little my little big fuck you moment not to you but to like the the haters out there because again when I came up and I was like becoming a trainer and I told people like what I wanted to do mm -hmm. and the kind of clients I wanted to serve and how I wanted to and I had all these of course they're almost mostly men some women because some women have a lot of internalized misogyny but that's oh, a whole for sure. that's a whole other because podcast of their, because of their partner anyway yeah, anyway um yeah people be like you're crazy that's stupid no one's gonna listen to you and like literally within like two or three months of being like a full-time trainer like like I had a full book. Wow. Like, and I was like, snaps. Don't yeah. you don't you just want to like post like post online and be like, fuck everyone? But, yeah. Oh, trust me, I want to. I've just stopped myself sometimes. I because know, I like, feel you. and then so then those same people were like, well, it took me like two years before I had a full book. Like, why didn't you have to fucking suffer like I did? I'm like, bitch, because I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Like it's because like because I, I have a good idea. it differently. Yeah. yeah, I approached it differently. And like, so yeah, for me, it's all about marketing and being authentic. Yeah. Which is yeah. what That's I, exactly how we did it. Yep. Exactly. Because again, people are going to say you're crazy. They're going to say, you can't go, you can't say fuck on your business page. You can't talk yeah. about your mental health <laughs> on your business page. The hell yeah. I can't. Fuck, that's how I get most of my clients. And yeah. I don't do it for attention. I don't Same. do it for clout or whatever. I'm not like, oh, I'm going to make this sad TikTok and everyone's going to feel real sorry for me. Right, and it's like, right. No, it's just a show that like, listen, just because I have like nutrition and fitness and all that shit figured out does not mean the rest of my life is perfect. Yeah. I'm human. Like, I never promote the idea of, like, all you got to do is lose weight and all your problems are going to be solved, which is, like, kind of oh, what sure. the fitness industry kind of says. Like, oh, this is how you, like, get to your optimal life is just lose weight and be fit. I'm like, no, that's fucking one piece of the puzzle. Legit, anytime, post a, anytime somebody, like, especially, like, a fitness influencer posts, like, a before and after, that's literally what they're trying to portray is, like, and then my life was so much better once I got skinny. I'm like, what? Listen, <laughs> what do it does mean? help. I mean, like, obviously, if you do it the right way, your health, I've lost some weight and my knees feel so much better. Well, for sure. Of course there's going to be, but there's still, your is life is still happening. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, fuck. Like, I remember there's this bodybuilder I'm friends with and she went pro. Um, and she like, but she like went balls to the wall, you know, like she just was like cold turkey was like, I'm going to become a bodybuilder and I'm going to pro and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and she did phenomenal. Like, don't get me wrong, but there was one, she made, she finally just made this huge post on Instagram one day and was like, 
listen, like, everyone thinks that I just, like, was fucking so happy and blah, blah, blah. She was like, I was miserable. Mm-hmm. I, she's like, my mental illness was at an all-time, like, worst it's ever been. Clearly, now I have an eating disorder because of, like, how long I did this for. Because she just went, like, balls to ball for, like, four years and then mm-hmm. got a pro card. And she even was like, you know, I was super broke. Like, there was all these external things. But, of course, like, no one saw any of that until she just laid it all out there. So, it's like that all is still happening. It's not fucking sunshines and rainbows just because you lost weight or became a pro bodybuilder or whatever. Like, there's still all those other struggles. And she was like, my biggest regret is not sharing all of that. She's like, because now she's like, I feel like I misguided so many people thinking that this is, like, going to be great. And then they realize it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and that's one thing that, I mean, clearly you do too, but like Mo and I, anybody who's listening, Mo and I, we still post like our bullshit. Yeah. Like still, like when I was going through my divorce, I was still posting like, this is all the shit that's going on. (laughs) Yeah. So just so people like could realize I'm still fucking human. Exactly. Like life is not fucking, I mean, life is good, you know, but like there's still stupid shit. I did cry. You cried. I saw that oh, one I that saw my heart. That's why I texted you. Well, I was like, "What's up, bitch?" And you're like, "I didn't want to be a bird." And I'm like, "Fuck you." Well, <laughs> not listen, a thing. I was in thing. my car and I just was like, "Man, I don't really feel like calling anyone because you know, like when you just gotta sob, cry, kind of." I feel that. And you're like, "Wait, I'm sorry. What'd you say? Repeat that one more I time." That. I feel that. And you know, Stephen was like, "You shouldn't post that because that's like a sign of weakness and like Mm-mm. everyone that hates you, like you know, is is like happy." And I'm like, "That's probably true, but." At the end of the day, who fucking cares? I have a lot of people that I know that silently follow and look up to me mm-hmm. that I don't even realize. And yeah, you know, it's it's important to know the struggles and like the heart of it, and like to see that like I still cry and like I'm still stressed and like being a business owner, no matter what business you're in, is stressful. Fuck yes. yeah! Like you know, now that you're working from home and like you do have three kids and like being a wife and a mom and like I'm handling tired, your y'all. clients <laughs> and like so, what do you do? Another question I always ask is like, what is is the gym your ultimate form of self care or like do you do? How do you separate? Especially because you're a trainer, right? How do you separate that work-life balance to where it doesn't get, like, too much for you? I haven't figured that out yet. I'm working on it. It's a work in progress, y'all. It She's is still new. She's it's still hard. New. No, but it's, but, the, but that, but it's, I'm like, this is why I tell so many people to listen to your podcast, even in the fitness industry. I'm like, you can skip over the episodes that are just about like. Coochie wax. wax. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fine. But I mean, just listen to like the business stuff because it is so important. Yep. And also, um. Because, yeah, like, a lot of young people are encouraged to get an entrepreneurship, but they're not told about, like, what it's actually going to be like. Which yeah. oh, it's going to sure. be, like, one, like it'll, it'll be hour by hour. It'll be, like, hour, what, like, 9 to 10 a.m. You're like, man, this is fucking awesome. I got this. And I'm, oh, yeah. And then, like, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., you're crying. You'll be yeah. so bipolar. It's ridiculous. It's, like, it is so fun. And you want to give up every other day. Yeah. You're like, fuck this. You're I'm like, just going to go honestly, back. Honestly, <laughs> like, I could just go work at fucking, like— Kroger. Yeah. And, and make happy. more money. It's like how my brain works. But then I'm like, no, people depend on me. People look up to this, blah, blah, blah. Also, I think like, I don't know, for me, I think when people talk about entrepreneurship, they only really talk about like the financial aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't talk about like the mental roller coaster like you were describing. They're just like, yeah, you're going to be really broke for a minute. Well, when you first <laughs> start, like, everyone wants you, you know, you're actually the people that support you the most are the people that have never met you or mm-hmm. yeah. they barely know you. You don't feel like the people that are closest to you are actually going to 
hope that you don't fucking make it and like fail yeah, and wild. you know tell you you can't do it but then when you go you have two months booked worth of clients and you know it's just and then those clients tough. end up becoming like really good friends yeah and exactly. then they come on your podcast yeah. like me and I'm like stalking all your videos so I think I comment like Mariah at some point is just gonna block me on TikTok and be like this Dead. bitch this bitch but never but yeah it really is like because yeah people don't fucking believe me but like this is the future of business I feel like it's because that whole it's relationship is relationship based because like I feel like people our age and when I say that it's very general but let's just say millennials and below yeah um and there are exceptions, right? I don't want to be like, I'm actually 45 and I love, you right, know, Rebel right. Wax and goes like, okay, I get it. I know there's exceptions. But I feel like our generation and below, like, they're like, they got money. They want to spend it, but they want to spend, they want to feel good about where they spend their money. Oh, for sure. They Which, want, they want the f- connection. Yeah. Because yeah. they also, because number one, they also want to know, like, is this, you know, I don't want to spend money at some business that turns around and votes for things that are directly sure. against like my yeah. rights and shit. Yes. Um, and then two, they want to know like, is the, do I feel like this is a good person? Do I want my money to support this person? Yep. Yeah. You know, and so if you're your real self and you're like, listen, I'm here to help help you feel good and like get strong in the gym. But listen, mm-hmm. I'm not perfect, but like, listen, we can vibe together. I'll help yeah, you with that. 100%. Like, I'm never going to judge you because you get Chipotle. Bitch, I get Chipotle too. Yeah. I get like, it's fine. It's about balance. Like, it's okay. I'm not, like, I'm going to be real with you. Yeah. So you can, you can feel safe to be real with me. Like this is, you yeah. know, um, and yeah, people, yeah, I still go, it was at Christmas. I had an uncle be like, cause you know, I've got, I've, I've got like almost 19,000 followers on TikTok. Like I'm Ooh, getting there. Yeah. I'm getting there, but like, and I've got clients all around the world. I've got clients in different time zones. Like right now I'm in the U.S., two different provinces. Yeah, two different provinces Mm -hmm. in Canada, one in Scotland, um, and then a handful in Australia too. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, bitch, I'm like an international coach. I'm not trying to brag, but like, listen, like this is what I accomplished. Yeah. And my uncle had the audacity to like at Christmas or something be like, well, you're just addicted to social media. And I'm like, (laughs) are you addicted to Outlook? Your email, are you addicted to your job? Like, this is my fucking job. Yeah. Like, this is how I get clients. And it's different (laughs) because it's mine. Yeah, Yeah, it's mine. Like, this is my baby. Yeah. And it's like, that's the other thing. Like, now that I'm in the dating world, um, (laughs) yeah, there will be guys that'll be like, I just hate how much you post your entire fucking life on social media. There's nothing private about you. But I'm like, first off, I don't post my entire fucking life. I post what I want people what to see. What I want see. people to see and want people to know. Yeah, you still have your secrets. That's fine. I'm not saying yeah. you post like... And he's... But he thinks yeah. I post anything and everything because I post like consistently throughout the day. That's called marketing, stupid fuck. Yeah. It's like, your fucking job. It keeps your fucking story constantly at the top of people's shit. Yes. Like, use your... Ugh. It's a fucking... St- but you know, it's because... The con- the the concept of quote unquote professionalism and how to be a business owner Ugh. it's rooted in what's important to old white guys yes. you know it's rooted in the patriarchy I don't want to fucking put out a billboard and pay ten thousand dollars for it okay yeah like I'm this- gonna fucking use free ass Instagram <laughs> exactly yeah. like oh oh where's your business card bitch I don't have a, a business card this is my handle that. like what the <laughs> yeah, fuck I don't have business card and people are like oh yeah bro you got a business card I'm like fuck no what a waste of paper. Yeah, yeah. and you just throw I'm it away fu- anyway. Yeah, you're going to throw it away or you're going to fucking shove it in your pocket and forget about it and wash it. I'm going to tell you my catchy ass fucking business name and you'll never fucking forget it. How are you going to forget the naked pineapple? I've got one of those like, dot cards. Yes, yeah. those are yeah. cool. Yeah. Those are cool. I'll be like, you got your phone? Tap. 
Literally. You got it. You got my Venmo, my website, Fuck everything. Yeah, bro. And yeah, it's super easy. Exactly. But I talk about Rebel Waxing Coat and the Naked Pineapple like all the time. <laughs> no, no, really. No, I do to like to other people who contact me like, oh, how did you grow your business? And like, yeah. how did you market your, how do you market yourself? And I'm like, like, yeah, like look at my page. Look, and mm-hmm. I usually give other coaches that yeah. kind of do what I do. But the thing is, there's not a lot of coaches I feel like that are totally my vibe, which right. at least I don't, I mean, or if, there are like send them my way. I'd love to be friends with them. Yeah. But like, but I'm like, this is this is how you do it. You know what I mean? Like, fuck the standards of you know, like, well, I don't like listen, I have fuck tattooed on my body. I have like a <laughs> yeah, tattoo that says it. fuck politeness. Like because people are like, well, yeah, but what if someone doesn't want to hire you because you say then the word they're fuck? not they're my client. I don't and I'm like, I don't care. Like, I don't want to work with someone that I have to say, oh, fiddlesticks. <laughs> you yeah. know, fudge. like that's listen, like, being a business owner is hard enough. Yeah. You're stressed the fuck out. Yeah. Sometimes you can't pay your own bills. Yes. You know what I mean? You miss out mm-hmm. on important events because you got to fucking work. So I'm like, well, if I'm going to do all this fucking work, then I only want to take care of people that like I enjoy being around. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I want to enjoy my fucking time. Yeah. Exactly. And some people are just like, they're going to look down on you and that's fine. And you yeah. can laugh all the way to the bank with your full book of clients, mm-hmm. you oh, know, because yeah. it's, yeah, it's just, you just got to put yourself out there and be real and share the wins just as much as you share the losses. And love it. Um, and yeah, don't be afraid to touch on touchy subjects because like my DMs, like, especially if I've, if like you're the video where you were crying on TikTok. Yeah, Steven's like, which Steven, it's, I'm your he number one fan. We're still team Steven. We're still team, team Steven. But, I, you know, someone might say, oh, well, I don't, like if I'm like in a really bad low and I'm like, guys, I'm struggling today and blah, blah, blah. Some people are like, well, ugh, you shouldn't put that. Like, yeah, like you shouldn't put that on social media. Someone might use that against you. I'm like, how, how? can they use it against me? I'm open with it. I yeah. don't keep it a secret. Like, yeah. and if someone doesn't want to hire me because I'm sad sometimes, fuck them. Yeah. Because they're sad too sometimes. Like, I don't want that shit. Yeah. It'll bring, it'll bring people closer to you, if anything. Exactly. So yeah, being real, it pays off. Love and it, it pays off for you. It pays off for your clients. Your mental health. Your mental health, everything. Um, so one last question here. I always ask people, I mean, it's a little different, but have you ever had like a client horror story? Have you ever had to fire a client yet? Oh, even, okay. They probably don't listen to this podcast. They that's, don't. That's a half yes. They don't, but no, I will say, Brie, I tell your diarrhea on the table story. Like, just so, but that's like my party story now. Yeah, I was like, it's... you want to hear something gross? <laughs> You're like, I know this bitch. She has PTSD for life. <laughs> I don't know, just, first of all, so yeah, horror stories, that is like, I tell that story so many times. So thank you so much for sharing that gem with the world. LOL. Um, no, to be honest, like, I... My clients are awesome. Like, I think awesome. that being authentic, like, because um, the well, thing is, I'm not, like, around people's genitals. So I feel That's like true. my horror stories just can't compare to yours. But, yeah, I feel like the vibe of the people I attract, like, no one's really been shitty to me. That's um, good. I think the only— the like, only, your like, policies, has anybody tried you? Or do you have oh, policies? okay, yes. I will say this. And I—this was, like— Right before I think you had one of your cancellation episodes. Um, so this is why it doesn't matter if you're a fucking salano, you're an esthetician, yep. or you're a trainer, or I don't even I don't care. If you have a service-based business, you have to have a cancellation policy. Otherwise, people will fucking walk all over you. Amen. Because I was like, your whole episode about cancellation, I was like, that is so me. Because in the beginning, you're like, well, no, I want to be nice and helpful mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, no one's going to take advantage of me. Bitch, they will. <laughs> yeah, literally. I had this... Oh, yeah, I ended up because I was all like, no, it's fine. It's fine. And then finally, I had this person who straight up like three sessions in a row, like either showed up like 
texted me 15 minutes after the session was supposed to start and be like, oh, sorry, I just got caught up with stuff. I'm not going to make it today. And cool. I'm like, bitch, I was I've been, here. Yeah, I w- I've been sitting here in this gym. Yeah. Like, I, I, like, if you, I don't care, if you text me, like, if you texted me 15 minutes after, you're like, oh my God, Lindsay, I was in a car accident. Oh my, I'd be like, no, no, say less. You're yeah. like, please be safe. But no, like, oh, sorry, I just got caught up. Yeah. Bitch, I got caught up coming into work and waiting for your ass. Yeah, straight like, up. Like, that is so shitty. And you didn't, you know, and then, so she did that to me two times in a row. And I was just like, okay. So. Yeah, so I am going to start charging you if you do this. Like, because yeah. yeah, after that, and this was somebody who like had previously never done done that to me before. But I was like, this, because it feels, it makes, feels like shit to you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I. Is she still your client? No, she's kind of moved on. Okay. Uh, which is kind of beneficial to everyone. I was going to um, say, that's okay. You know, sometimes it ends up working out in the end uh, because then that opens you up a slot for somebody that will show up on time. Because, and this is what I tell to other trainers too who are nervous about, you know, charging cancellation fees. I'm like, listen, and again, I talk about you all the time, Mariah. I'm not kidding. <laughs> not, again, not like creepy stalker vibes, but I'm like, listen, this bitch knows what she's talking about. Because I'm like, no, my wax lady, I know her cancellation policy, so you better fucking bet. I got that on my calendar. I yeah. got like 30, 45 minutes ahead blocked and after blocked. Like yeah. if I'm like one minute late, I'm like stressing, I'm sweating, you know? <laughs> and like, because I know like, bitch, she's going to charge me if I don't show up. Like I have mm-hmm. to be there. There's no... But it, it's just, you know, it's, it's to protect everyone's it's time. It's respect. You know, respect everyone. So, Absolutely. Because yeah, the one time I did have to cancel on Mariah, again, it's because I had COVID. Oh. I and I messaged, I messaged her like 23 hours before my appointment. I was like, Mariah, I'm so sorry. I just tested positive for COVID. Wow. I know your policy. You can charge me. It's okay. But please, I just, I'm, I'm not, I'm, you know, no disrespect. Oh, and I think you're just God. like, I don't give a shit. That's yeah. Literally. Literally. No, you're the type of client that I wouldn't even charge because like you always show up and you're never late. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But even if you did, I wouldn't have been mad. I wouldn't have been like that bitch. I would have no. been like fair. Fair. Like it's my, my dumb ass got COVID. It's so. the people that take advantage of you and that's why you have it you know, exactly. set up in place. All right, Lindsay. So this is your moment. Plug um, everything. Where can people find you? Where can they follow you? You know, where can they hook up with you? Not in, you know, real life, but like, you know. Maybe. Online. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm married. <laughs> Number one, I'm married and I'm mentally ill. So you don't, you don't, <laughs> you don't, you don't want any of this. Uh, so I am feminist gym class, um, all one word on Instagram and on TikTok. Um, but yeah, I, I have a website, it's feministgymclass.com, but all the cool shits on TikTok and Instagram. I'm sure you guys feel the same. Her TikToks are funny. You should definitely follow her. In fact, Mariah was in my only like big viral video. Yeah. Two, over 2 million views. Isn't of, that wild? Because we yeah, did like, so fast. Because we never. like, damn. Yeah, because Mariah's always so busy. She's like, we got time for one take, one take. And I'm like, okay, let's make it count. And then we did like a 10 second TikTok and then fucking 2 million people saw it. And I was like, God damn. That's how I always do them too. It'll be 10 seconds and one, one take. take. Don't take it too seriously. It's fucking TikTok. You the can more make thought, another one. The more thought you put into it, the less people are going to fucking see it. Absolutely. <laughs> Which sucks. Right. Literally. Literally. <laughs> well, thank you for taking time out of your day to come and chat with us and give us some good information. I know that this is not like beauty based, but I still feel like these are all important things to keep in the back of your mind in general. And uh, we'll catch the vibe next time. Bye. Peace. Peace.